0: Stu, we're going to start with Choose Your News. Okay, so yeah. I, I love that. To start with Choose Your News. Uh, and there's a really serious one and a couple of other stories that I think you'll be very, very interested in. So we'll do that. Let me tell you about American uh, Financing. Uh, American uh, 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 AmericanFinancing.net is a place that you can go where they are working for you. And they are trying to find the right loan for you. And they're not a company that will do no money down, no ID. You don't have to be a citizen. You could be a ghost. They don't do that. But that's the loan I want. I, yes, I, I know. Uh, that's why they won't give one to you like that. They do what's right for you in the long run. When really, what's right for you know all of us. By not getting you into crazy loans. And that saves you in the long term. So go to American Financing. You're going to be able to get a mortgage quickly. You're going to close quickly. And it's going to be right for you. AmericanFinancing.net. Go there now.
1: The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck Program.
0: You know what? I, I'm, I'm going to ask Stu to choose the news. I think we start there because i we could go right into the deep end of the pool today like story number 1 netflix begs people stop calling serial killer ted bundy hot he is pretty hot oh, yeah okay stop stop calling story number 2 mexico starting to look like venezuela
1: mm.
0: i'm going to give you four choices uh story number 3 story number 3 virginia is now trying to pass an abortion law that is just as extreme as New York and Rhode Island and Vermont. What is happening with our abortion laws? When you hear this audio, it'll blow your mind. Also, we do also have the story about the man who says his emotional support alligator is important and it helps his depression Choose your news in one minute.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: I want to tell you a little bit about um, uh, real estate agents, um, itrust.com. Real estate agents... Uh, I trust is, is not a real estate company. What it is, is it's a, it's a matchmaking service and it makes a match between you, the listener of this program who just wants to be treated fairly, just wants a no BS kind of thing, wants to sell their house at a fair price, buy a house at a fair price, get it done, have some integrity, get the best deal you can sell your house as fast as you can, you know, and still, Get what it's worth. The basics, right? The basics the, of a fair business that's transaction. That's all you want. That's mm-hmm. all anybody really wants. Yeah. Well, we chose agents with a long track record of success and also uh, the agents that have you know, some moral fortitude. So you're not screwing around with some slimy person. The most important part of a sale or a purchase is evaluating the right price for your home. And that can only be done by somebody who knows your area, knows what a home like yours is worth in that area, and has a plan to sell it. Our agents are experts in your neighborhood. They do business like you. They share values. They sell your home fast and for the most amount of money, or they'll help you move wherever it is you're going. Meet uh, meet a new friend. That's what we keep hearing in these uh, letters from people that have sold. I feel like I'm moving away from a new friend, a real estate agent who will do you right.
2: Will they Will they still sell you a house if you don't want to be friends with them? Uh, Is that possible? Yes. yes. I don't want any new friends. Yes. I good. have the
0: one or two that I need, right. and that's about all I want. I
2: know okay
0: you and i maybe we're getting old and grumpy because that's the way i feel (laughs) oh really yeah not interested here's the deal uh it's realestateagentsitrust.com realestateagentsitrust.com choose your news
2: I think, you know, most importantly, we should go with this, uh, I guess, it needs to be a, a change in the law uh, and uh, the, probably the biggest, you know, sort of health story that you talked about there, which would be the emotional support alligator. <laughs> uh, That's
0: where you you want to start there? I think we start with the start emotional. There. All right. Well, it's, a, you know, it's an interesting story. Um, <clears throat> your cave in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania man says his emotional support alligator <laughs> helps him deal with his depression. Joey Henney, 65, said his registered emotional support alligator named Wally likes to snuggle and give hugs. Now, I don't know how an alligator gives hugs with such little arms. Right, famously small arms. Right, right. The reach comes from the mouth. Right. He's a five-foot-long alligator. Uh, He has now received approval from the doctor that Wally is an emotional support animal what does uh, that
2: mean? What do you mean they've received support from the doctor? What do you
0: mean it's registered? What, is that? what do these terms mean? They mean, what, did you sign up on a website and... No, you went to the doctor. You went to and the- he said, I, I don't want to go on medication for my, uh, for my depression, mm-hmm. but my alligator makes me really happy. And if I could travel around with my alligator... Uh, I would never be lonely, and I would be fine. Look, dude, you're going to be very lonely if you're walking around with an alligator. Okay, <laughs> you know the only person that's going to talk to you is the alligator. Mm-hmm. And when the alligator starts to talk and you start understanding the alligator, you're beyond depression, dude. Plus, <laughs> well, so this is one of the three or four things
2: that would guarantee you'd be lonely. Yes, right? it's like, yes. like carrying around an alligator or walking
0: around an alligator everywhere you go guarantees that no one will ever come near you right so he said wally was uh rescued from outside orlando 14 months old he's still growing oh well, that's good he could be 16 feet long one day uh he said wally eats chicken wings and shares an indoor plastic pond with a smaller rescued alligator named scrappy wally who turns four this year is a big teddy bear yeah I got news for you. He's an alligator, and he will eventually eat a child, or or you, if he thinks you taste like chicken. Yeah, this is like the guy who, uh, the Grizzly Man
2: documentary. Do you know that story? No. It was a a guy who really, he had a real connection with bears. And he would go in the woods, and he would have this, these amazing interactions with bears. Really? And he kept trying to tell people, you're scared of bears. But bears are good creatures they're good quiet loving creatures until he was filming himself and was eaten by a bear <laughs> and when that <laughs> happened it turned the documentary a little a, a little, little dark, dark a little dark yeah yeah and uh so i this is what happens here someday this little cute story of the emotional support alligator turns into the inside of his dining room looking like a slaughterhouse And, uh, and so
0: (laughs) you know what this is? This is a stupid guy who just hasn't had the money or whatever to move to Florida. Because every, remember when we moved to Tampa? Mm -hmm. Okay. Everyone said, and you don't, at first you don't understand it. Hey, welcome to Florida. By the way, don't ever reach into a bush here. What? What do you mean don't reach into a bush? You know, there's there's ponds and water around and stuff. Just don't reach into any of the bushes. So if you go golfing or something and it goes into a bush, leave it there. Mm-hmm. Why? Ah, oh, well, because there's alligators. Okay. Alligators. Yeah. And some people move down and they think alligators are fun. And so they'll go out and they'll feed them chicken. And then, uh, you know somebody's kid in the neighborhood is missing a few weeks later what you mean it ate it yeah now listen here's how you run for an alligator don't run in a straight line (laughs) wait a minute are we really having this conversation do you remember did you have that conversation oh yeah yeah they they tell you i don't even know if it's true but they tell you to run in zigzags zigzags yeah yeah don't run in a straight line from an alligator an alligator cannot turn corners fast but they can run straight line much faster than you. I don't even know if this is true. Do we know? Don't know. I don't, don't know. know. Don't care. All I know is if I, would, if I was running from an alligator, I would have attempted it, true or not. Right. Uh, so so one day we were driving home, and we were driving on our street just to get home. It was like a cul-de-sac, and we're driving on the street, and I stopped because there is this eight-foot alligator, seven-foot alligator that is just sunning himself across the street. So you can't drive. It's like a speed bump. And, you know, you don't want to run over the alligator, but I'm not getting out and saying, shoo, shoo. So we had our cell phone and we called uh, the police and we said, what do we do in this situation? Oh, I got to call animal control. Okay, call animal control. Yeah, we don't. How big is he? I don't know. Six, seven feet. Oh, yeah. We don't pick him up until they're 10 feet. (laughs) Wait, what? What do you mean? So what do I do? Well, wait until the alligator moves. And we did. And we did. How long did that take? Uh, Took about an hour, I think. I mean, because none of us were willing to. I'm not getting out of my car. It's an alligator, man. So now this guy is because he lives up in Pennsylvania. He's like, oh, these poor rescued alligators. It's a deadly animal. And it's a wild animal. You don't treat an uh, it Stu, does an alligator make a good pet? I, I would argue no. Does not make a good pet. Well, as long as you always remember it's an alligator, it's a fine pet. This guy doesn't remember <laughs> it's an alligator. He thinks it's a snuggly toy. And if this guy comes on an airplane, dude, I'm sorry. If that's your emotionally support you know what, you need to stay off this plane because you are nuts and you have no judgment. You're not going to be able to open the door if this thing goes down. So you certainly are not sitting in an exit aisle. You are not sitting in an exit seat because you're never going to be able to open the door. Uh, Second of all, uh, the only way that alligator is getting onto a plane with me is if you make it into luggage. And then then Shoes, a briefcase, a belt, Whatever. Other than that, if it's not carrying your clothes, that ain't getting on the plane, isn't it? Though it's a bigger issue than just the emotional support
2: alligator, in that the emotional support animal is just a giant scam for people to bring their pets wherever they want to go. Oh, I think so. I mean, I, they're seeing this on airplanes all the time. People just bring more and more of their pets that get more and more uh, exotic because of this bizarre cutout they have. That you know, there there are people like there are people in, that have you know mental distress and have severe. Uh, ailments that you know reportedly respond well to animals and and there's a reason to understand that that's possible and and has happened before but now it's just people being like look uh you get it registered and my understanding of the registering process of this is anybody can read there's no official process you just go and get it registered from anybody who says they registered and then you can say i have a registered emotional support animal and then because these airlines and other places have been like well for people who really need them maybe we can make exceptions well, it's registered. I guess we have to let them on. And it's becoming more and more of a problem because, you know,
0: 90% of this stuff is just nonsense. People like their pets. They want to bring them on planes. So we have, we have canines um, and uh, they're registered protection animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they have to wear the vest and they have an actual tag and a license and everything else. Um, and I think there is a place for like I know a lot of people who are soldiers, PTSD. Yeah, that's great. And example, it yeah. works for them. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you have a registered dog as your your you know emotional support, but I think you're right. I think people who carry them around in purses a lot of times, <laughs> and they carried them around in purses because they couldn't get a bigger dog because then they couldn't take them everywhere, are now just getting a, a dog and going, "Oh yeah, this is my emotional support." Really, is it? And beyond that, even if it is, and it's your dog, okay. If it's your cat, and I hate cats, okay. An alligator,
2: no. You don't get to make that's emotionally distressing everyone else around
0: you. Yes, like the the overall. You is might a be negative. depressed, but we're in full fledged <laughs> panic here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What the hell is happening to us? As a nation, what is happening to us? All right, let me tell you. Valentine's Day is—is it—is uh, it the first yet? No. When when is that? Uh, it's this weekend for sure. Uh, today is January thirtieth. So my wife, she's making me drink celery juice. Okay? Oh, jeez. She's making me drink celery juice, and it's awful. I hate it. And she's like, "Gotta get healthy. Gotta get healthy." Well, you know what? You're gonna make me hang myself, and I, I'm I'm ready for an emotional support alligator. Over the stupid celery juice. Certainly,
2: the hanging yourself isn't her actual goal. No, of course not. <laughs> so, anyway. not. wait a
0: minute. Maybe it. Uh, so, last night she comes in after having me healthy. She comes in with this big bag of all kinds of chocolate. And I'm like, is this for the kids for school tomorrow? Are they doing something? What is the big bag of chocolate? She said, no, it's Valentine's Day. No, it's not. It's still the end of January. It's not Valentine's Day. What do you have bags of chocolate that you have bought? Because she likes chocolate. She likes chocolate. So she's going to eat chocolate and force me to drink celery juice. I'm telling you, I'm canceling Valentine's Day in my house. I'm
3: canceling it. (laughs) Holding it hostage.
0: You'll need an emotional support alligator afterwards. She'll feed me to one. Mm. Okay, so here's the deal. (laughs) 1-800-Flowers. If you want to have uh, flowers, red roses. This is the last day. And trust me. You're going to hear all about the colorful roses and the multicolored roses because red roses are the desired uh, rose, and you can get them, but they're a lot more expensive. The closer we get to Valentine's Day, today is the last day. You can get 18 red roses for twenty nine ninety nine, or upgrade them to two dozen roses for ten bucks more. Unbelievable offer! Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Red roses are a must. It's 1-800-Flowers.com. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. Use the promo code BEC. Ten bucks more, you get uh, the two dozen roses, or 18 roses, red, uh, for only, uh, what is it, uh, I don't know, what did I say, Twenty nine ninety nine or, yeah, twenty You're not going to get this offer. It ends today. That's one eight hundred flowers dot One eight hundred flowers Promo code Beck. We break for ten seconds. Station ID. Support alligator. What a ridiculous! All right, want to go back to choose your news here for a second? Sure. Okay. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add one more in. Um, uh, we can do the, uh, the, the, the abortion thing, which is amazing, amazing audio, uh, that everybody needs to see. We have the story of Mexico, how it is becoming like Venezuela. That's a really important story. Um, we also have a, uh, a story here. I'm going to add in the great paradox of the Trump presidency this is something anderson cooper and cnn was talking about he was talking to a guest and he said he's the most authentic president ever and uh anderson cooper said what yeah he's the most authentic president ever they didn't understand it i think they're absolutely right choose your news I think this abortion thing is... I do want to hear this audio, so... All right, so the abortion thing, this is in Virginia. I want to play this audio. This is in Virginia. The legislature is now talking about a new bill to make abortion legal all the way up to birth. Now, we have a partial birth abortion restriction, right? A ban. It's a ban. Can't do it. Uh, How can you do this all the way to birth? Well... You don't partially birth. You have to kill the child, not not with the feet and the shoulders out and just the head. Which is how they used to do it. Right. Now they just go in and kill the child, and then you birth the baby two days later. Okay? So you're still going through all of the birth. You're doing that, but you're birthing a dead baby.
2: And think about that. You're delivering the child. Mm-hmm. you're just delivering the child after it died right but so you're you could saying easily deliver the child alive and then give it up for adoption that correct. was always the argument was well we don't want to carry it to term i mean that's you're, you're causing emotional distress and all these terrible things well you're actually birthing the child in this scenario
0: and still they want it to happen and they think that they, they, their their excuse is well it might be emotionally distressful for the uh, for the woman well wait will it be more emotionally distressed To have a child, then give it to a loving family, or to birth a dead child and go through that experience. Which is it? Which is it? We know it has nothing to do with either one of those things. Correct. It has nothing to do with it. Correct. This is just leading us to murder children. Children. Okay. So... Listen to the questions. This is in Virginia in legislature as they are discussing the bill as written. Listen to this.
4: How late in the third trimester could a, a physician perform an abortion if he indicated it would impair the mental health of the, of the woman?
5: Or physical health.
4: Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm uh, talking about the mental health.
5: So, I mean, through the third trimester. The third trimester goes all the way up to 40 weeks.
4: Okay, but to the end of the third trimester.
5: Yep, I don't think we have a limit in the bill.
4: Where it's obvious that a woman is about to give birth. She has physical signs of, of, that she is about to give a birth. Would that still be a point at which she could request an abortion if she was so certified? She's
3: dilating.
5: Uh, Mr. Chairman, that would be a, you know, a decision that the doctor the physician and the woman I understand would make that. At that. I'm asking point.
2: if your bill allows that.
5: My bill would allow that, yes.
2: so it's if in the off chance that a woman experiences pain during pregnancy or birth, that would be that would be a threat to her health and therefore she could have an abortion. so if the if the birth in somehow, and somehow I don't know if this has ever occurred to a woman, but if it somehow becomes painful during the birthing process, if there is an indication of discomfort physically, mentally Uh, at that point they can have uh, a mental health exemption from these laws
0: yeah except the Hmm. problem is if it's you know uh going to be painful or hard she still has to give birth to the child two days later just dead
2: oh well of course but that luckily though it will there'll be no mental stress because the baby won't be alive that's where it all comes from glenn uh the birthing process is a very it's always been a wonderfully easy process for women, and now if we happen to see some discomfort, that certainly the abortion's the only answer there. This is I, absolutely unbelievable. I mean there's no one on earth who believes that that is is anything other than murder than murder I mean like you're talking about a nine- month baby that can come out at any time you're going to have to birth it anyway it's just going to be dead when you birth it instead of alive. There's no way to justify that. It's impossible. And, you know, if you go back to the partial birth abortion ban, what you'll find is a lot of Democrats saying, that is ridiculous, we're never going to do that. That's not what we're talking about. This is a slippery slope, though. You're going to go for more. You're going to go for more. And that was their argument against the bill. It was never against partial birth abortion. It was against, look, you're going to try to go after. This is your slippery slope. It's your little window in to take away all women's rights when it comes to their reproductive health. Now, it's going to be a litmus test for every Democratic candidate come into that primary and tell you that yes three seconds before birth is appropriate you know what maybe we should get rid of that partial birth abortion ban maybe a couple of minutes after if it's only a couple of minutes maybe if it's still connected to the umbilical cord it counts and we could still do it then they will go through every iteration of this to try to justify it because they're all going to be in this giant contest to move further and further left to bring uh the Death of innocent children to the foreground of this debate. It's a it's a it's a miracle if you're if you're wanting crazy socialists to run against because uh, that's what you're going to see here. But it's scary because it, once it gets down to a one on one contest, anything can happen. And if Kamala Harris or or you know one of these crazy any of them. Any, any of any them of really, who? it's going to. I be, mean, you uh, think
0: Beddo is going to not no, march of to this tune? He'll, he'll of course. be there too. All of them will. All of them will.
1: You're listening to Glenn back
0: you know liberty safes aren't just for white right-wing white men extremist women haters liberty safe not just for storing guns and ammo no 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 you could be a gillette enlightened man Mm. and own a liberty safe storing things from oh i don't know purses to your lipstick yes Man lipstick. You can do it. You can do it. Be a man. Put it in uh, Liberty Safe and put your purses like, Stu, you got purses in your safe? Oh, yeah. Put your purses in there with your man lipstick and your high heels. Be a man like Stu. I need more access to my lipsticks. Get a a Liberty Safe. Keep everything that is important to you in a Liberty Safe. Best built safe in America, bar none. Check them out right now at LibertySafe.com. That's LibertySafe.com iPatriots.us is a new conservative alternative to liberal-based email services. It's secure, private, and safe. No ads or spam. And they
4: won't collect or sell your data ever. Go to iPatriots.us right now. Pick your membership.
0: At checkout, select your own iPatriots email address. Enter promo code PATRIOT. Get the first month free. Go month to month. Cancel any time. Welcome to the program. Mr. Pat Gray joins us now on the Glenn Beck program. Pat. Yes, how you doing? I'm great. Yeah. Great. Uh, what is on your plate today? We were just talking about the abortion bills. I
4: was talking about that this morning as well. Yeah. The one in Virginia now that's yeah. m- mimicking the one in New York.
0: Yeah, so you have Virginia. Crazy. You have Virginia, Rhode Island, <clears throat> Vermont, New York. I you know, it, it defeats what
4: pro-abortion people have said all along during this debate. The the argument was in the beginning at it's tissue. This uh, at this stage, uh, you know, that is more like a fish than a human being. That's, mm-hmm. that's not a human being. So just you can't make that argument when it's a fully developed child, and yet it's okay to abort the baby at nine months. I mean, I thought the argument was uh, safe, safe, rare, rare, legal, and legal. And, you know, it's for women who didn't want to put their body through that at this time, can't handle the pregnancy, whatever. Well, at nine months, you've already handled everything. You've gone through morning sickness. And you've gone through this discomfort of gaining weight and, and all the stress that puts on your body. And you
0: you still have to birth the child. Right. They just kill it. Yeah. And you you give birth to a dead child, which I think has got to be worse. I don't know, I'm not a woman, but I would think of having something dead inside of you that you are now having to birth would Mm -hmm. be... dramatic, Traumatic. Physically
4: as well as emotionally, you would think. Uh, So it just, this doesn't make any sense.
2: I don't know if we're just being Overton windowed again. Uh, I do think there's an element of that. Because, I I mean, look at where this debate is currently occurring. Should it be nine months or not? I mean, the American people are not there. I mean the The debate between, on abortion has been the first trimester, right? Largely. By the way, that's right. what Roe versus Wade said. It and said first trimester. And you know,
4: it, I mean, they've they've made the argument that it's 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 not life yet uh, all along. But I mean, when you think about a bacteria on Mars, would they fight like hell to save bacteria on Mars? Because that's life. Mm-hmm. You know they would. You know mm-hmm. they would. Eagle eggs. Uh, they would fight. to You couldn't kill eagle eggs. Uh, you'd you'd probably go to jail for that. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure you would. I I mean, look how hard they fought for the cave dwelling Paiute trout, but for babies, yeah, we've got no concern whatsoever. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't make any sense to me, and it's you know, I know, I know, we're trying to moderate our our language, but it's
0: evil. It's there's no other word for it. It's, it's, it's evil. You know, see, I don't think you moderate. I'm not trying to moderate my language. I'm trying to be exact with my language. Yeah. So I don't want to say that Democrats are evil because I don't think Democrats no, this, are evil. The, but, this but this action action is, is evil. This is evil. This, this is bill evil. is evil. When, when you are talking mm. about a child and I think the vast majority of Democrats would tell you in a safe zone, where they don't think that their words would be taken and then used to empower Donald Trump or whatever it is people think. If they were in a safe zone, they would say, no, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. Oh, yeah. To kill mm-hmm. a child right before birth. That's, there's just, there's no morality in that. That's evil.
2: And that's what pro-choice voters tell posters. Yes. The, the most recent poll has only 25% of pro-choice voters who believe the third trimester, that's, you know, month seven, eight, nine too. It's not just not just right before birth, but even month seven, only 25% say that that should be legal. Not whether it's right or wrong, just legal at all for anyone to choose. 25%
0: of pro-choice. Yeah, it's
2: 15% of overall adults, but Mm -hmm. 25% of pro-choice adults. Uh, That is, you know, a very minor portion. And it's only, when it comes to the second trimester, it's still less than half of pro-choice voters. 39% total say you should be able to have it in the second or third trimester. Now, remember, the debate... Uh, as far as legislation goes right now, from red states, is should we limit uh, abortion to 20 to 24 weeks? Okay? Mm -hmm. That is what they're trying to get done in in states across the country. You know, conservative legislators are saying, let's just stop it at the second trimester. Well, only... I mean, it's only 39% of pro-choice voters who won it in the second trimester. Mm -hmm. And only uh, 24% of overall adults. Yet somehow the Mm -hmm. Democrats are out there and they're going to have a field of 20 candidates, all of which saying five seconds before birth is absolutely fine for abortion. That is an amazing... Overton-Window is a great observation, Pat, because it's it's what they're doing. They're ha- we are having this mm-hmm. debate about
0: nine-month abortions when almost no one in the country thinks it's appropriate. Almost nobody. And what they're doing is they're getting people to say, okay, I mean, you know, first trimester, that's okay. Yes. Yeah. That's Which what, we and should you know. never... No, it's not okay. We should right.
4: never cede to them.
0: Right. But um, in comparison... You're right. In which is what the Overton window is all exactly about. Exactly right.
4: And it works effectively. We've Every seen it time. how many
0: times. Every time. Except this one isn't just proposing something. They're actually, they're actually enacting these. Yeah. You know, so it's not like, oh, uh, well, I'm going to say some extremist things and then I'm going to back off. No. They're actually putting this in. I think this has everything to do with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Which, by the way, um, uh, Eric Bolling made a great point last night. Why is it that it was okay for the press to say, uh, so uh, Melania Trump had some sort of surgery? We haven't seen her in, in uh, 15 days. What is this surgery? Is her health really okay? That was totally fine. But why is it right. no one, including right. Fox, is asking, where the hell is Ruth Bader Ginsburg? How is her health? She's not showing up. And Mm -hmm. my only response is because people at Fox and the people on the right. know, And so do people on the left. She's not. Well, Mm -hmm. she's going to die. It's uh, I mean, it's only a matter of time. She's very unwell. And why we can't even ask. Here's somebody who is not the First Lady, so she has nothing to do with our government, nothing to do with our lives. Mm-hmm. This is someone who is a sitting Supreme Court justice. What's her health? And a
4: critical one at this juncture. Right. A critical one. If anything happens to her, whether whether she retires or, you know, uh, heaven forbid, dies, uh, can you imagine the battle there will be over the replacement? I mean, this is a critical juncture in history and the left will go apoplectic if anything happens where trump can they're gonna go apoplectic appoint anyway. another
0: one do you remember who was the what, barrett what was her name that was thinking about she was the one that you know, you've, you're an extremist you're amy, amy Coney, Coney barrett. barrett yeah you're a you're an extreme you believe religious stuff yeah oh my gosh we can't have you so what do they do they get kavanaugh look at how they reacted to kavanaugh yeah. They're going to react to whoever it, it is. It doesn't there's, matter. There's no it way you're not going to get
2: that fight. It's going to be Kavanaugh. They're going to yep. accuse him of being the original inspiration for Michael Myers right. like, by the end of that. And you know what? <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> Has he ever worn the
4: mask? <laughs> I don't
0: know. We, yeah. let's, they're going to find let's a picture of it. it. Think about how extreme they are. They are now fighting for killing a child yeah. when a woman goes into labor. Okay? They're that extreme. Who could they possibly accept beside... Karl Marx or Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, who could they, who would they be Mm. okay with? There's no, there's not going to be anything but a fight on that. And if it's not a conservative who's president, uh, I'm afraid who they'll pick. You know, when you're, when you're looking at uh, Howard Schultz and they are screaming at Howard Schultz. Now, I don't agree with a Starbucks guy. I don't like the Starbucks guy. Well, look what he did with the, you know, I'm closing it down because, uh, well, we obviously don't know as white people, how to treat, you Mm -hmm. know, people of color. Excuse me. It was so insulting, but here's a guy that if he were president, you could negotiate with why, because he doesn't hate capitalism and he doesn't hate the constitution of the United States of America. Now, He's pro-choice. He's very liberal. He's got all kinds of other ideas, but he doesn't want to fundamentally transform the United States of America. At least he sees the debt as a big problem. Right. Like there's a couple things you could say. All right, well that's you know I, he's
2: right on that. Right. You, you can't be, find that with, with you can't find that Ocasio-Cortez. There's no. almost no
4: common ground yeah. with the extremists they're running or talking about running. Mm-hmm.
0: There's there's no common ground anymore. And, it's, and think about how much common ground there is with Ted Cruz, but they won't accept it. No. There's so much common ground with somebody like Ted Cruz. You could... Or Donald you, Trump. I mean, Donald Trump, Trump ran on a, a yeah. giant infrastructure uh, bill, <laughs> and they won't even
2: address it. Because, honestly, they don't care about infrastructure. They care about taking him down. Look at the justice
4: reform, the criminal justice reform bill, that many of them voted against just because they didn't want to give Trump a win. Yeah. I, I, that was well, look right at, up their alley, but look they at, couldn't... Ben find themselves uh, f- their way to
0: vote for it van freaking jones, jones yeah van jones is a pariah van right. jones did the criminal uh, reform bill with donald trump and he's like guys this is a giant win what are you, one of them Trump supporters? <laughs> yeah, Van it's Jones. Van Jones! He's a communist! Remember? Guy is, yeah, this guy is now too yeah. conservative? Uh, it's nuts.
2: Now, it's nuts. Now Van Jones's picture is up at the Koch brothers' meeting. Do you yeah. see that? Seriously. Know.
4: Legitimately, he was. They, no. Because
2: the Koch brothers. Because had Koch
4: brothers. He was behind it. Yeah, I mean, he Koch brothers funded brothers
2: have supported the criminal justice reform thing yeah. for a very long time. And now- Can you
0: imagine the ads? The ads would be, uh, because uh, uh, do you know that Donald Trump is in bed with some of the evil people in the world, the Koch brothers and Van Jones? <laughs> what? Wait, what? what? How do we- <laughs> you mean the communist from the Obama administration? How is this? This, this is, is wild, this man. Is It's a crazy world. When they go so far that Van Jones is looks moderate, looks moderate, Mm -hmm. you're like, whoa, yeah. I mean, that Howard
2: Schultz can't doesn't even belong in the party anymore. I mean, this guy is a lifelong Democrat. He would he would agree with with us on. Maybe five percent of things, right? Like he's, you maybe. know, maybe he's. He says he thinks the the debt is a big problem, right? Like that's mm-hmm. something you'd understand. He doesn't like Elizabeth Warren's billionaire tax, right? Like there's a couple things that you could find where you'd agree with Howard Schultz, but generally he's just a normal. He's the Democrat that Democrats used to be.
0: You know, it wouldn't be one that I would vote for, but he's now he's a place yeah. in the party. I yeah. think he's the Democrat that the average Democrat still is. Just yeah, the one's not, not in Washington. They're just not allowed to say it. They're not allowed to embrace it. And it's going to be, I'm telling you right now, this is going to be the exact opposite election where we had looked at Hillary Clinton and said, she's the devil. Okay. I remember Alex Jones was like, you smell sulfur around her. She's the devil. All right. There are people that believe on the other side that Donald Trump, at all costs, yes, yeah. he must never be president, not for another day, and they will do anything. Many of us, and we had the evidence, we had decades of evidence, she is corrupt. To the core, she's corrupt. And it will, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the, the republic is doomed with her. Right? Mm-hmm. So Anybody and we when di- we started looking at just win just stop her that is going to be the mindset of the democratic party just <laughs> stop him and that's why they they
2: would be fine with schultz running as a democrat like they're half saying he's evil and they don't want him you know he's just a billionaire who's out for himself what a what a jerk and it's like, well, but if he ran for a Democrat, then he could try to flesh that out in the Democratic primary. Well, why would you want him to be your candidate if you think he's a, a evil billionaire jerk? That's well, because no, they just don't, don't want—they're
0: the worried about they the independents the taking— right? Right. Yeah, they're They worried about
4: it. the ross effect.
0: Have you heard him interrupted over and over again? You're just an evil billionaire, and you're mm-hmm. going to make Trump win. But join our party and run with us. Run. <laughs>
2: it's, what?
0: it's just what a world. Oh, man, I need an emotional support alligator. That's what I need. Uh, all right. Let me tell you about Relief Factor, our sponsor. If uh, you're in constant pain, you're not alone. Pat is there. Uh, in constant constant crippling pain and you still have to get up and go to work over 50 million people have it so bad that they are missing work due to pain and the average american spends two thousand dollars a year to combat their pain 66 percent of us believe you're gonna have pain for the rest of your life you don't have to spend money like that though i mean that's a lot
2: of money to be dishing out why wouldn't you try something that's easy That's uh that's right there it's 20 bucks to try I mean, Relief factors a great way to go because you don't have to get into the middle of all the pharmaceuticals. You don't have to get in the middle of the ongoing costs that are huge, super high. This is easy. It's natural. And uh, you can try it for almost nothing.
0: Yeah. So you try it. You take 20 bucks. You try it. You try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work, stop taking it. Th- this is them. Don't order. We're going to give you the trial for three weeks. If it works, you're going to know within three weeks. If it doesn't, don't order any more. Mm-hmm. That's that easy. Try it. Get your life back. I tried it. I I stupidly did not do it because, I don't know, I don't believe in, you know, natural remedies. I don't believe in all that stuff. So I stupidly didn't do it. We advertised on this uh, network for four years. Finally got to a point where, like, I don't care anymore. I'll try anything. I did, and it's working. For the last year, I got my life back. Do it. Try it. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com or call 800 500 8384 ReliefFactor.com. Let me go to Frank in Florida who's got some allocator news for us. Uh, go ahead, Frank. Hey, good morning. It's uh, sunny Southwest Florida, uh, 55 degrees. Shut up. But, yeah, um, and I'm not drinking any celery juice. So. Right. Shut <laughs> up. So, anyway, my news is. You cannot z- zigzag and outrun an alligator. An alligator runs 35 miles an hour for 100 yards. So the question is, can you zigzag at 35 miles an hour for 100 yards? No, but you know, I'd you try. Think- <laughs> <laughs> I would try. You can't. I mean, alligators. This guy who says he has an emo- emotional support alligator, that he feeds chicken and lives in his house, is insane. The guy's yeah, going to well, get eaten. The only- Yeah, the only way
4: to do that, he has to have uh, electrical tape, the mouth shut every time he goes out,
0: um, you know, for protection of other people. But down here, if you get caught feeding an alligator, it's a $500 fine and the alligator is put down immediately because the alligator associates people with food. Yep. So they're not, then they don't become afraid of. That's how children, little children go missing in Florida. Because some neighbor has fed the alligator's chicken, and they see a little bag of meat, and it's a child. Don't feed an alligator, and the guy in in Pennsylvania, I'm counting the days till you're eaten. Homeowners, want to talk to you here? Um, There is a data breach just exposed 24 million Americans uh, to home title fraud. Uh, Home home title fraud. Look, I, I, I just want to say this. Um, There are things that we advertise for on this show that I don't use, but I have checked the product out and everything else, and I believe in it. Um, But this one is one that I joined, Stu joined, Pat joined before we were doing commercials because I don't remember who first heard about it, but we went around and we were like, we got to talk to these home title lock people because this is crazy. It is so easy to steal your home, your title, then take a loan out against that uh, home that you own or think you own, and then you lose everything. We have this, and I highly recommend you have this. Even more important is if you have uh, a family or your mom and dad are still alive and they own their home and it's paid for, they are super targeted so please get home title lock, go to home hometitlelock.com home You're going to get a free title scan and report. That's a hundred dollar value free with just signing up home title lock.com. Do it now. All right. Seconds. The show begins in about 15 seconds. We have a great, great uh, segment with Selena Zito. She is the author of the great Re- revolt and she's a journalist. You can trust. She's got a great story.
1: Of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program.
0: It's 25 below in in uh, Minnesota. It's it's like 40 below in Chicago. I think I saw it was 12 or or 14 below in in, in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Alright. I want to find the listener. Who is in the coldest spot in the audience? Who has the lowest temperature? Come on, bring it on. Bring it on. Because we're sitting here today just freezing to death at like 45 degrees. And uh, it's crazy in Texas. Tell us the lowest temperature that you are sitting in right now and what life is like. Call us 888-727-BECK. But we're going to start the show with Selena Zito. Selena just wrote a great article. Trump and Ocasio-Cortez use the same tricks to win at politics. Why is the left so upset at Donald Trump? Selena in one minute.
1: This is the Glenn Beck program.
0: I am really so excited. I think I think we're going to see maybe if Rafe will come in um, and... Uh, and we'll open the 23 andme me thing on the air. He's he's an adopted uh adopted son and uh we want to know his health stuff, but we also want to know his genealogy. We or, you know, where he's where is he from? Where is he really from? We know that his mother has roots in Scotland, but that's all we know. Uh and I'm really really looking forward to opening it up. I'm a little nervous too on you know what if it says, like, Russian spy? Right. He could be Russian right. spy. Mm-hmm. What if he was responsible for Donald Trump winning the election? Oh, my gosh. Without any of us, including him, knowing it. This will be on CNN in five oh, minutes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Collusion. It just comes back and just says collusion. All Me. Right, 23andMe. They're more than just ancestry. They will also tell you about your health I'm really looking forward to getting that part 129 or 25 different things uh, that are personalized insights on your health. Uh, And that's really kind of some catastrophic stuff and also just your sleeping habits and things that you can do that will actually help you. Um, 23andMe, get a DNA kit. It is secure. I talked to them at length about the security of it, and I trust them that it is secure. And they've already fought uh, court battles Uh, and subpoenas trying the government trying to get some uh, genetic stuff they've won all the court battles 23andme you're secure with 23andme.com slash back go there now get your dna find out your ancestry find out the personal insights that can help you live a better longer life 23andme.com slash back 23andme.com slash back So the article starts, they're both brash, outer borough New Yorkers, each with their own notorious nickname. She's AOC and he's the Donald. Both shocked their parties by coming out of nowhere to win their elections, defeating members of the establishment despite being greatly outspent. And both have broken the rules of D.C. politics in strikingly similar ways, using social media to push policy and usher in previously uninspired voters welcome selena uh, zito uh, a a real journalist and one who really looks for the truth and then balances it with common sense as well to tell the story selena um what what is the hey. point what is the point of your article other than the fact that they both are cut from the same cloth in their approach not their policies but their their approach
6: well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Sure. Um, so I think the larger point, which I still think some people don't get, is that they speak to and or speak for segments of society that have felt as though they are not, they, they haven't um, been brought in as part of, uh, you know, um, fulfilling or living the American dream. They 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 speak to people who, oftentimes, the establishments of both parties either take for granted, um, use their vote, um, and or you know leave them behind. So take Republicans for example. Uh, Republicans were more than happy to get independent and Democratic voters or voters that didn't vote a lot to be swept up in the Tea Party movement in 2010 to help them usher in majorities, not only in the House, uh, but also down ballot and in governor's offices. Uh, they 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 kept they were more than happy and welcome to uh, or happy to welcome them in in 2014 when they took the Senate and won even more Republican seats. But, you know, They didn't really want them when it came to the presidential uh, election because they did not understand that they these voters were going to reject the establishment because the establishment hadn't listened to them for at least two generations. And the same goes with Democrats. Democrats are Democratic voters, especially in particular young uh, millennial voters and minority voters don't feel as though the Democratic establishment has their back. In fact, they think that they're corrupt. Look at the way that Bernie Sanders was treated by the DNC. Mm-hmm. They believe those things are unfair and weighted towards the establishment and away from their voices. You may not agree with Trump voters. You may not agree with uh, AOC's voters, but they have a point.
0: So, Selena, I think what's happening with the Democrats is absolutely fascinating. Uh, First of all, when you look at the the average Democrat, the average Democrat is saying the Democrats are moving too far left and they're going crazy, where I think the average Democrat would look at a guy like Howard Schultz if it if he wasn't a if he wasn't a looked at as a party spoiler And the average Democrat would probably go for him um, where they're not into this socialist thing. However, the other part that they're not haven't listened to and betrayed is this socialist who since Woodrow Wilson has been told, no, we're just progressing to this socialist utopia. That's what happened in France that led to the book The Coming Insurrection. The communist and the socialist said, I've had enough. You keep telling us you don't believe in this system, but you're never going to take us over the finish line. And it's time. So who in the end do the Democrats have?
6: You know, it's going to be here's really what's really difficult. First of all, I thought the reaction by Democrats to Howard Schultz running was ridiculous. They literally lost their minds. Uh, when he decided that he is going to run as a centrist. What does that tell you? It tells you that they know their party is too far left. They know they can't appeal to the squishy middle, which, by the way, a large segment of the society is in the squishy middle. They look at politics as a buffet, and they like this, 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 and, and this person, but they don't like that, that, that. That's why we have big wave election cycles in our midterms. Because we keep sending a message with who we vote for, and Washington keeps, keeps misreading it and thinking mm-hmm. we like them again. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but so wait, but but I, so so so. But wait a minute. Um, uh, you are still looking at Howard uh, Howard Schultz, and you say that it 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 was shocking to you. But they're looking at Schultz as a spoiler, and they are yeah. taking the position that so many people took. Look, if somebody would have run third party if Kasich or, or, or Cruz or anybody would have run third party, that person would have been done in politics forever because it was anyone but Hillary. And we have to defeat Hillary. That's the mindset, I think, going into 2020 with the Democrats. Anyone but Trump.
6: Yeah, absolutely. They're terrified of, of of a third party candidate because it it could, you know, definitely have a huge impact on who their um who their nominee is. So what does that tell you, Glenn? It tells me that they are they they are afraid of their the, the direction that their own party is mm-hmm. going. They understand it's too far left, yet they can't stop it. Why? Because the activists on either side of the party tend to push through the furthest to the left or right in a primary situation. And that's what they're facing. Most uh, The most sort of boisterous and noisy people in the party and the ones that are most invested in politics are the ones to the furthest left. They understand. I mean, had there not been that sort of force field of the superdelegates um, for the Democrats, Bernie Sanders, in all likelihood, would have been the nominee.
0: So, because so, so how are they going to get through? I mean, I'd love to hear your opinion. Then we've got to get back to Ocasio-Cortez and her traits that are similar to Trump. Um, but um, right now you have Virginia. Uh, Rhode Island, Vermont and New York pushing through everything but partial birth abortion. And the only reason why they don't include that is because we have a ban on it. So the minute the woman is dilated and they say push at any time, she can say, kill the baby. I don't want this baby. And they will. It's so unbelievably extreme. Why are they pushing that through? Why are they going this far? If you say, uh, you know, they they know they're too extreme. Why are they doing that then?
6: Because they live within. It's, it's, it's the, what I outlined outlined in the book. They live within these super zip codes, and they all think alike. And they're so sort of outside the mainstream, mainstream Democratic position. On abortion if you look at the statistics um, in, in particular among young people young people have become more pro-life yes. over time and it has and, and it's not all about um, religion it's also about science science has changed and, and artificial intelligence has, has changed an abundant amount of things in our life including our how we view abortion you can see what your baby looks like and see a heartbeat at much faster speed than you could five years ago, ten years ago. You know there's life in you. And and these and these young people see that. They see that through um, when they're in school, when they're taught about things, in, in their science classes, but they also see that in their personal lives when they make personal decisions.
0: I, I For th- and, 30 years ago, I said, if there was a window to a womb that was natural, abortion yeah. would stop. Because you would see it as a baby. It's our eyes that are allowing us to uh, live in this life, uh, live this lie. And as technology gets better, we'll recognize a child earlier and earlier. And that is what's happening to the millennials right now.
6: Absolutely. The millennials and Gen Z are much more pro-life than Gen x and the boomers were
0: okay so let me go back to let me go back to ocasio-cortez and the the things that she is doing right now that you say she has in common with donald trump and the left doesn't seem to have a problem with it uh with her but they (laughs) do with donald trump explain that when you come back in in one minute All right, literally one minute. You're never more than 60 seconds away uh, from uh, the rest of the uh, show. We're going to stop here for one minute so I can tell you about My Patriot Supply. I'm guessing millions of Americans right now went out shopping to fill their refrigerators and their pantries. They wrapped their exterior pipes so they won't freeze. They filled their cars with gas. They made sure they had candles and batteries and Everything was exactly right. If they didn't have every glove, they went out to make sure everybody had gloves. It all makes sense. When you know something is coming, you prepare. We prepare to make sure that you have enough money for retirement. You save for the unexpected medical expense or the repair on your home. You have fire insurance. You have car insurance. Why don't you have food insurance? seems like it would be
2: an important part
0: of the (laughs) (laughs) living. Food and water. Hello. Mm -hmm. All right. This is the final week for a special offer now from my Patriot Supply. It's a four-week food kit that averages 2,000 calories a day. Go to preparewithglenn.com. Save $100 on it today. That, again, is a four-week food uh, kit. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You've got the calories that you need. Um, And it lasts up to 25 years in storage, and it's actually really good. Prepare with Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply. Smart thing to do. All you have to do, this week is the last week for this offer. Go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So the old crypt keepers in Washington, D.C., they don't like Donald Trump because he short circuits the system. The crypt keep keepers in the media don't like it because he goes around them. But Ocasio-Cortez is doing exactly the same thing. And that's what your article is pointing out. Tell me about it.
6: Absolutely. So she goes. I mean, just think about the two days after she was uh, she won her election in November. She went and attended a protest uh, in Nancy Pelosi's office and and walked around and high fived everyone in the office. I mean, that's she knew that that Pelosi was going to be the next Speaker of the House, uh, but yet she was very defiant in 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 projecting to um to her voters plus people who you know believe in her cause that she was going to buck the system and she has done it in the same way that trump has she uh she goes against her party multitudes of times she says outrageous things on when twitter she flirts uh, with the truth much in the same way that 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 trump does and is unapologetic For all of them but most importantly she gives voice to people who feel that they uh, don't have a voice Uh, I would argue um, that 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 is the problem that the Democrats have and and they have these two sort of completely different forces within their party you have the more centrist Democrats who want things to be a little more normal Uh, to have a party that's a little more stable, and then you have the people to the left who embrace uh, many aspects of socialism and who um, uh, are very strongly identified with social justice causes who are pushing back against them and saying, your time has gone. We don't really explore that division because they aren't the party in power, but it is as bad and or worse than the Republicans' division leading up to 2016.
0: So this is why I thought the election last year, if we hadn't created this nightmare scenario where we're at each other's throats and we could have a logical conversation, the conversation, the election last year, I thought should have been uh, between Bernie Sanders and Ted Cruz or somebody like Ted Cruz, because that's where I think the people are. We are at this choice. We're going to drop capitalism and 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 go for social justice or we're going to stick to the Constitution and we're going to clean capitalism up and everyone has to live under the same laws. That's that's really where we are. But that's not where either party is. So who wins in the end? Who uh, are are the Nancy Pelosi's and Chuck Schumer going to win or the Ocasio-Cortez Kamala Harris people?
6: Well, that's sort of the great question. Uh, Look, the the Carmela Harris, hopefully I'm saying that right, and uh, AOC are the noisiest uh, of of the two sides. Um, But, you know, so that means they get the most attention. Does, Does that project them into a win? It's hard to tell. Uh, and I think even a lot of voters. if you go back and you look at the election in 2018, and you look at a lot of those suburban districts, you saw a lot. You saw a lot of these races were at like one percent, right? There were a lot of suburban Republican voters who went to the Democrat side because they ran moderates and they didn't feel comfortable in the Republican Party, but they don't belong over the, in the Democratic Party, and they're they they sort of they're up for grabs. And and I think that that conflict that you talk about, the Cruz-Sanders conflict, is what is going to either split them to one side or the other. And and I don't know what happens to the Nancy Pelosi's and Chuck Schumer's going forward, because I think the tenants of the party have become too far left.
0: All right. the um, I was just talking to John Miller, who is our White House correspondent, um, and he was saying that when he's in the press room, the press does not like jim acosta they might agree with him they don't like donald trump but they are sick of him because they know he's a showboater and and everything else um and i've heard rumblings that the same is being said now about ocasio-cortez that um there's a lot of people who are like all right calm down slow down is she is there a chance she wears out her welcome
6: well, that's that's the big question, right? She, it, honestly, I've never seen a young person or a member of Congress, Congress come in and create the uh, attention and disruption that she has yeah. in my career covering, covering politics. When you go to Washington, you're one of 435, right? <laughs> you're not supposed to be the center of attention unless you're in leadership, no matter what party mm-hmm. it is. But this is a new world, Glenn and it's hard to uh to pre- to sort of predict what happens to her i think that if the democrats are too heavy-handed and and her uh, then they're going to face a sort of insurrection within their own party in the same way that that, that sort of how the republicans tried to, to to treat um ted cruz yeah At the right. end of the day ted cruz prevailed uh selena he is, now is he- considered uh, a, a statesman within uh, the party.
0: Selena, thank you so much. Selena Zito, uh, you can follow her at Selena Zito um, on Twitter. She's just a fantastic journalist and writer. Thank you so much for being uh, on the program. You know uh, it's, it's, it's funny that you're one of 435 and you're not supposed to stand out. Well, that was the problem with Davy Crockett. <laughs> Davy Crockett went. He was one you know of many in Congress. And uh, he stood out. And that's why he eventually said, You can all go to hell. I'm going to Texas.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: Simply safe. Uh, I'm so sick and tired of people saying, I feel unsafe. I feel unsafe. Really? Do you even know what that means? You feel unsafe? There's a difference between feeling unsafe and feeling intellectually challenged. One, you need security. The other, I guess maybe you need a security blanket to hold and maybe a, maybe an alligator uh, uh, comfort animal. Um, the other, you need Simply Safe. And I want you to go to simplysafebeck.com. If your home is not secure, that's your castle, man. You've got to secure it for the stuff that you have in the house, more importantly, for your family. And if you've ever been robbed, you know how unsafe you do feel after that. Simply Safe brand new technology no contracts and it's $14.99 a month for the monitoring you can cancel it anytime you control your life control your security do it the right way com. I'd like to start with this one thought and and uh, and preface this next segment with Texas is closed okay you missed your opportunity to move here if you're thinking about moving here from Indiana, from uh, Illinois or uh, from California, it's closed. And you wouldn't believe how horrible it is. They're, they are executing uh, whales on the sides of the streets. And no one can stop it. No matter how many people there are, no one could stop it. So don't come here. It's awful. Anyway, uh, Janice is in Indiana. Janice, welcome to the program.
5: Hi Glenn, hi Stu. It's good to talk to you.
0: Good to talk to you. Uh how cold is it at your house today?
5: Uh the temperature is about -17, -18 and the wind chill is between -49 and -51.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Have that you, is. So that's frostbite in 10
0: minutes if you're outside. With that yeah, wind chill. Don't go outside. So is it are so are like school operating? You guys any what are you doing? My
5: kids have what's called e-learning days. So they have their laptops, they're logged in through Wi-Fi and uh, I'm sitting on the couch right now with my 12 year old Cole and he is working on one of his, his engineering class on Mm. his laptop.
0: Wow. He's been
5: FaceTiming his friends and they're working together on a project and they're doing it from the couch.
0: Wow. It sounds like almost like homeschooling and school choice is happening there. But it's not. It's definitely not. It's public school.
5: We have an amazing school system. Every student has a laptop. If we cancel school, the kids just log on to their laptops, email their teachers if they need something, and they they upload the classes and the kids sit at home and do their work.
0: Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, more and more of that is coming. I know. I know. I mean, we just get rid of the building, but anyway, Janice, thank you so much. Negative 17. Let's go to Milwaukee, Rob in Wisconsin. Uh, I heard in green Bay, it is 40 below zero. Where are you? You're in Milwaukee.
6: Yeah. I'm, I'm in downtown Milwaukee right now. And, uh, right now our air temperature is negative 21. Um, I, I live a little bit west of the city, and when I uh, left for work this morning around 7.30, uh, air temperature was negative 24, and we have that same kind of negative uh, 48 to negative 50 type wind chills. And uh, news was telling us that we're actually looking at frostbite potentially within about four
2: minutes with those wind chills.
0: You know, but I don't think I'd believe them unless one of them went out into the wind and stood there and said, This is yeah. how cold it really is. Watch my skin turn black. <laughs> I wonder why they're not doing that. Uh Rob Frauds. Thanks. I've hurricanes, yeah. but you know they, they cannot oh, do that with fraud. Yeah. Come on. Watch as my fingers turn to ice and fall off. That's the weatherman we're looking for. I want a committed journalist out there, oh my gosh. Willing to lose a couple of appendages <laughs> for Dale, the story. Dale in Minnesota. <laughs> how cold is it in Minnesota?
3: 27 below Glenn and same as Green Bay there. We're about 50 years, 55 below zero. My buddy's 200 miles north of me. He's 61 below. Oh below my zero. gosh.
0: Oh my gosh. And, okay. So you, how long have you lived in Minnesota? Oh God, forbid! All my life, oh my gosh! So, you I move know, out of there every year I threaten <sighs> myself and like a... a fool, I never leave. <laughs> well, Dude, <laughs> Dale, Dale, their substance thing is car. Yeah. Get in it and drive <laughs> south. Anyway, you've well, lived in Minnesota, well, where it's always cold. Have you ever experienced well, anything like this?
3: Uh, yeah, I remember it. You know, I remember stuff like this when I was a kid. I think actually, as I grew up there a little bit, I think the weather's gotten better up there. Mm. Once in a while, you get a cold spurt. But, mm. you know, also, and I got the heater going on underneath the house trying to thaw the
6: pipes out, too. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs>
2: Crazy.
0: Well, remember, too, thanks, man. Thanks for
2: listening. Last year, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. And they are still champions for several <laughs> more days. <laughs> several so more days. So I'm celebrating every minute yes, of it. Yes, But, I mean, that was in Minnesota. Can you imagine if the Super Bowl right now is going on with the temperatures minus
0: 30? No, I can't imagine it because there are a bunch of millionaires who are going to make millions of dollars. But I can't imagine paying to go sit in the stands. Well, remember,
2: this is an indoor stadium. So the stadium itself would have been fine. I don't care. Think about like... You have to get there. There are hundreds of millions of dollars are being spent on you know, these events and all this crazy stuff that goes on and none of the people going are prepared for it. I mean, it's one thing if you've lived in Minnesota your whole life, at least you have a sense of what something like this could be like. Some guy coming in from Miami Beach for the Super Bowl. Can you imagine there'd be dead? There'd be dead millionaires all over the streets. Ele- <laughs> <Acasio> <laughs> Cortez's
3: dream
0: <laughs> and Elizabeth Warren celebrates. Uh, let's go to uh, Rob, also in Wisconsin. Where in Wisconsin? What's your temperature? Hello, Rob. Okay, let's go to Angie in Virginia. This can't be the right temperature. Virginia is negative how much, Angie?
6: Virginia, Minnesota.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Virginia, Minnesota. How cold?
6: It's negative 34 without the wind chill. With the wind chill, I think it's negative 54.
0: When's the last time you went outside?
6: Uh, a few minutes ago to start my car. And it started? It did. It was plugged in.
0: Yeah.
2: Wow. That. That's amazing. That's amazing. Why are you going out anywhere? Are you nuts?
6: Yes, we have a doctor appointment.
2: Mm.
0: Why is somebody dying? No, but... There will yeah, be one no. soon if you get, if you get yeah, stopped on I mean, the side of the road. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, unless it's a root canal that I have to have because it's worse, or I'm having a heart attack, I think, honey, no one's leaving to go to the doctor no, unless it's a psychiatrist for asking us to all get into the car and go to the doctor. <laughs> Angie, right. thanks thanks for your call. Kevin in uh, Michigan.
6: Hey, Glenn. Good morning, Stu. Hey. How are
0: you?
6: Good. I'm actually in Pontiac, Illinois, which is about 100 miles south of Chicago. Okay. And we are at negative 24 with the actual temperature and negative 51 with the wind chill. And it's supposed to be down to negative 60 with the wind chill
2: tonight. Oh, my, oh, my gosh. That is insane. They're
6: looking through the windows, which aren't actually windows anymore. They're sheets of ice.
0: Are you, I I, I mean, I I can't imagine what that feels like. I mean, are you tempted at all just to go outside and go like, wow, that's, I mean, does it feel negative 51? And what does that feel
6: like? It it just feels absolutely cold. It hurts to breathe. Uh, The only thing I would go outside for
4: is maybe to load up my truck and move to Texas right now.
0: Yeah, Texas is closed. Sorry, yeah, it's totally no no closed. visitors. Yep, yeah, nobody not taking anybody else. No, sorry. All I right, man. Thailand, <laughs> thank, thank you, Kevin. Let me go to uh, last call, Glenn in Minnesota. Then I have a question, a weather question, serious one. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Glenn. Yes, Glenn. Uh, we have a serious indicator of cold up here at Thief River Falls, Minnesota.
3: Air temp, 38 below, wind chill expected tonight, minus 72. Oh, my gosh. And th- they have closed the Arctic Cat snowmobile plant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Do you, are you having snow with this? No, no. Although I did hear some, uh, some kid, college kids over in Grand Forks, uh, North Dakota, were throwing hot water out the window, and it was turning to snow before it hit the ground unbelievable
2: yeah i mean that the, the north Glenn, Dakota thank was you cold. so much cold i was checking around a little bit earlier today and it looks like it looked like north dakota had the coldest temperatures that's why you moved to
0: south dakota yeah beautiful south dakota beautiful where it's like, south only like, like minus 30 yeah it's only see, minus 30 i mean, I mean it's I mean, crazy It's crazy uh, okay honest question yes i don't know why this is like this and i think it's humidity don't know okay you know when you're in in new york city and it's 20 degrees. You are not going outside without bundling up, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now let's say there's not uh, there's not uh, a wind. Okay, Okay. and it's 20 degrees in the east. It's freezing cold, and you're just not going anywhere. In Idaho, where I have a ranch, it it can be 15 degrees, no wind, 15 degrees, and sunny, and I can walk out and t-shirt. And I could go out and work or something and I'll take off I'll take off my jacket, I'll take off my my shirt cuz it is hot until you move into the shade. The minute there's a wind or you move into the shade, you're like it's 15 degrees out. <laughs> it's crazy. Huh. Why? Cuz it's not like That's that a- in other places. Is it the humidity?
2: I, I would assume so, right? Like, cause they, I mean, the same thing with dry heat, right? It's not as bad as the, uh, when you have the humidity. You can go to, yes. But I mean, we, we went to Phoenix one time and did a show there, and it was, you know, 107 degrees outside or whatever it was
0: during the summer. And you walk out and it was hot, but it was not, it was not unbearable at all. I don't think it was 107 when you were there. You were there with me. Yeah. I don't think it was 107. Cause it, I, I've, I, was, I lived in Phoenix. No, uh, no, no. I uh-huh. lived in Phoenix. I'm sorry, but 107 or 110, it's still hot. That's like hot. No. <laughs> it burns your skin when you go outside. It's hot. It it's like hot. standing. Phoenix in the summer is like opening up your, your oven. You got it on 450 degrees, open the oven, and stand about a foot or two away from that door. That's what it feels like in summer in Phoenix. It's hot. I don't know. I'll I'll take that though. If that experience over when we visited, I think
2: it was was it
0: uh, it was uh Charleston, Caroline, yeah. yeah. Charleston.
2: Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. in the summer and it was like 9 it was like 90. Yeah. But it was 100% humidity. It was the
0: it was brutal. It was 5 yeah, seconds it. outside, constant hated sweat. Hated it. Yeah. Hated it. I'll take the dry heat. I will take the dry heat. But there is a point to where, you know, a dry heat in your oven it's <laughs> no, still going to cook you. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> right. I mean, it gets to a point and it's about 100 to 110, I think. You know, 100 degrees in Phoenix, 95 degrees in Phoenix. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. Is that the reason? Because the, the, the snow, when it snows up there, it's, it's almost impossible to make a snowman sometimes. Uh, you know, it's like sand almost. You can pick it up. It just won't form a snowball or it's just so dry. Real powder, right? It's real powder.
2: Mm. yeah so I, mean, I would assume be that. that's
0: it um can i bring up one other thing too on this yeah uh
2: something we should probably notice i was listening to news reports this morning and and this huge i mean it's brutal i mean you hear heard these temperatures minus 40 minus 50 degrees uh and it had so far taken four lives they said i think two of the people who had died had crashed into snow plows who were driving down the road trying to 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 do that one person was I think f- found frozen in his garage. Oh my gosh! Terrible. I mean, and it's gonna, the number's is going to go way up from yeah, four, yeah, yeah. right? Like this is this is really really but bad. Still, but think about capitalism. Think about what has happened. If this would have happened a hundred years ago, you would have lost thirty thousand people to something easy. like this. Easy, easy. You know, this would have been uh, I- impossible easy. to navigate. I mean, you, just the idea that you have uh, homes that are warm, there are places that they've opened up for shelters for those who need it, who can go and, and just get heat the entire time. People are have adapted to be able to, as we heard from the callers, you know, plug in your car, you keep the car warm. It's able; They're able to go to doctor's appointments in the middle of this. This was basically guaranteed death not that long ago. And because of capitalism, what you'll find here is there will be devastation from something like this, but it'll be so minimized. And at the time that we are hearing that First of all, this cold snap is a result of global warming. And they want to take away all these innovations. They want to go away from capitalism. They want to go away from all of these He'll things a that have protected people. This
4: is, it's, this it's, is a it's,
0: terrible, I, a terrible maneuver. So I will tell you, I have an old cabin that we're restoring. Uh, and it is, it's next to the house that we built on, in our, on our branch. That cabin was built in 1880. That's the coldest damn place you could possibly ever imagine when it's 30 degrees. You go into that cabin, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how people did it, except they had to have fires burning all the time. It is freezing. I built my house to be green, so we have solar panels and everything else have to be really energy efficient. So at one point, my house was the only house or the first house that actually had this copper sheathing. It's like plastic almost, but it's really thin copper sheathing all the way across on the outside of the frame and then all the insulation. It can be zero or 10 below. We've had it, I think, at 10 below for two weeks without electricity because something happened to the solar power. With one fireplace, it never got out of 65 degrees inside. Mm. It's crazy how technology and capitalism now inexpensively can actually make it so you don't have to worry about the outdoor elements at all even if you don't have power that's what we're missing when we talk about hey we gotta go to socialism no you don't want to go to socialism capitalism saves lives in a hundred years a hundred years from log cabin to this Mm -hmm. crazy All right, Uh, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's 1-800-Flowers, 1-800-Flowers.com. There are a couple of days that you have to have red roses. Red roses, Valentine's Day is one of them. Now, you're going to get a special from 1-800-Flowers.com, and this ends today. It's 18 red roses for $29.99, or you can upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. It's an unbelievable price. You're not going to be able to get the red roses later. We're going to start to approach uh, uh, Valentine's Day, and they're going to get more and more expensive. And you're also going to see the deals will be on multicolored roses because everybody wants red roses for Valentine's Day. Do it right now. Flowers picked at their peak, shipped overnight to ensure freshness. Your flower is not going to be picked today. It's going to be picked a couple of days before Valentine's Day. So it is fresh on Valentine's Day. Do it now. 24 roses, 10 bucks more, or you can get the 18 roses for $29.99. It is promo code BECK at 1-800-Flowers.com. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. Guys, the special ends today make sure you do it now so coming up
2: we have more on the ridiculous cold weather that's going on right now as well as uh some updates on how global warming is causing it but we also should hit quickly on the uh, the las vegas massacre uh from october 1st 2017 the fbi has uh, finished its investigation and they nailed it here what they found was uh nothing they have they have no motive do you believe a year and plus after this we have no idea why this guy did this 58 people dead 500 injured and we have absolutely no idea they found he had no motivating factor behind the attack that his actions were inspired by obtaining a certain degree of infamy via a mass casualty attack but that's about it they uh, say he threw, spent his uh, life going to great lengths to keep his thoughts private and then extended to his final thinking about mass murder. Active shooters rarely have a singular motive or reason for engaging in mass so, so, uh, homicides. But here we go. Biggest attack in, in our history in, in, of this kind. And we know basically nothing. Early Factor is our sponsor here. Early Factor is, has made a real difference for people uh, that I know. And Glenn is one of them. Uh, Glenn is a, uh, a pain most of the time. A real problem for most I, people I who are... You. Now you're just going to walk in front of my... So, I can hear you. Well, I mean, you're supposed to be able to hear me. It's a radio broadcast. I want people to know that you are a pain. And you've improved slightly. Um, I mean, you're still the same person, which unfortunately relief factor can't change. <laughs> uh, but it can take away your pain and help
0: you with it and help you deal with life. And that makes it a lot better. I can't believe we're still friends after twenty years. Yeah, I don't know how that happened I don't know how it happens that we still like each other and yet we really don't.
2: Yeah, no, it's that's true. That's you know? true. <laughs> it's very true. Anyway, relieffactor.com is the place to go. Or you can give them a call. It's 800 eight hundred-five hundred-eight three eight four. Uh three-week quick start is only nineteen ninety-five and seventy percent of people buy it again. It could work for you. Relieffactor.com.
1: The fusion of entertainment and Enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: There's a lot of things that we need to talk about. And there's a lot of ways to talk about them. Uh, for instance, the border. But what are we really talking about with the border? We're talking about, did the president win or the president lose? Did Did Chuck Schumer do the right thing? Nancy Pelosi? Did they beat him or not? That's not why we need to talk about the border. I'm going to tell you something that you have not heard anywhere else that is probably one of the bigger national security things that we should be concerned with. And it it revolves around our border. And it's a reason, a prime reason, why we should be very concerned that we don't have a fence or a wall on our border. I do that in one minute.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: All right, let me tell you about our sponsor. Uh, this uh, this half hour, it is X Chair. We're sitting in X chairs right now, and they are so comfortable, and you can you can adjust them. You know, when you kind of move in your seat, you can adjust it because you don't. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I you're sitting in a chair for a long time. You got to move. It's got to adjust. Um, and this is easy to adjust. It's easy to move around in. It's easy to get comfortable, and it is the only. Honestly, the only chair that I've ever sat in that is an office chair that I think is as comfortable as a recliner. Have you sat all the way back on that, yeah. Sue? That is a big difference, too, when you get, kind of get, ease into it a little bit and get
2: used to it. Yeah. You kind of just sit back. It's really comfortable. Like you can like sit back. Yeah. like
0: It's really like a recliner like this. Yeah. And it's, it,
2: oh. it's more comfortable than a recliner. I wanted that thing to tip over so bad when you did that. Yeah, well, it doesn't because it's a. I know, but I extra. really even with X chair, I think they would have liked it too. I think X chair would have been. I hope we made one faulty chair that would have just fallen over. <laughs> this is not, not helpful. helpful. Unfortunately, they did. Not didn't. helpful. Unfortunately, it oh. doesn't happen.
0: X chair won't happen. They don't make faulty chairs. Uh, <laughs> so if you have a big fat friend that you know goes sits back in it, you can't laugh. That's a drawback. X chair and the X chair basic. Get them now. They are really great. Uh, you get a free footrest, hundred bucks off, and the free footrest if you use the promo code Beck. Visit X chair. Beck.com 844 4X Chair 844 4X Chair. Promo code BECK. Mexico is going to be a full on crisis because they're already in crisis themselves. And you're not hearing anybody report on this. Now, what do we learn about the president, the new president of Mexico? Nobody's really talking about this either. What do we know about the president of Mexico, newly elected? And um, he's basically a socialist, right? Yeah, he's a little like Maduro, where he was, uh, you know, he's just a common people. He he didn't want to take, you know, he takes the bus. Remember Maduro was a bus driver. He takes the bus he he's he's one with the people. he's just like you, and he doesn't want all the trappings of the office and everything else because he's a socialist
3: mm-hmm.
2: okay and this is part of you know the reaction right they the You think of the Mexican side of this whole you know border wall thing- mm-hmm. you know they you know they the past president was dealing with Donald Trump and having conversations with him about these things they were never friendly, but they were at least talking. And so the the Mexican people were like, well, we don't, you know, we don't like that guy. We don't like what he says about our country. So they elected the crazy socialist and they're feeling the side of that pendulum, which is now mm-hmm. swinging towards Venezuela. Yes. Which they, you know, you talk about cutting off your nose to spite your face. That's what they're doing.
0: And you really want to talk about Venezuela as well in this because there's only a few countries that are supporting now Maduro. There has been a legal challenge to the presidency and the 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 new president that Everyone in the West, South America, I think for exception of Cuba and Bolivia, uh, the Southern Hemisphere is, is with the new president. England, Spain, Italy, Germany, everybody uh, in the West is also for uh, the new challenger to Maduro, and they recognize him as the president. It's countries like Turkey, China... I think Iran, Russia, Cuba, and Mexico that say we
2: back Maduro. And and that is, I mean, we talk, there's been so much talk about Mexico in a negative sense. But really, I mean, we've used, they have been a, a trading partner of ours. There's a lot of problems we have between the countries. But like, it was one of the things we brought up a lot during the oil crisis when people would be like, well we have to get out of oil out of x y and z well actually a lot of our oil come you know a lot of our resources come right from canada and mexico the mass mm-hmm. the majority of that stuff comes mm-hmm. uh from nearby it, that is turning though i mean k- mexico is turning into instead of a, a country that we have some problems with but generally speaking have had good relations with this this country goes socialist can you imagine a socialist country across that border what that's going to mean for the border I mean, you don't think you need the wall now. Imagine if that turns into Venezuela, what you're going to need.
0: I don't really need to help, help you imagine too much. Let me give you the story. First, one question, and then I'll give you the story. Stu, what was the first thing that Venezuela—remember, Venezuela had a higher uh, rate of, of wealth and uh, living standards— then most european countries yeah, i think they were switzerland
2: third fourth in the world in the world it was us it was switzerland there was one other one i think ahead of them
0: right and point. that was in the 90s that's incredible right when you think about that right then chavez comes in mm-hmm. and what was the first thing he did Gosh. nationalized oil yeah okay that's where they were getting their money they nationalized oil because it was too corrupt too corrupt too corrupt okay here's the story Wake up, America. Mexico is battling an enormous problem with its oil pipelines. Oil thieves in Mexico have been drilling holes in Mexico's extensive network of oil and gas pipelines across the country to steal fuel and sell it on the black market. State-owned oil company, Pemex, found more than 1,200... Sorry... Twelve thousand five hundred illegal holes in the pipeline last year. Twelve thousand holes in the pipeline. It's not really now, a pipeline at that point. No, no. It's, like, it's a it's a sprinkler. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you yeah. know, uh, <laughs> twelve thousand holes. You would think that they might put a fence or a wall around. Walls don't work, Glenn. They're and right. they're immoral. You're right. The oil thieves. Some of them went as far as building a. Two Mile long pipe or straw from the hole they drilled. Okay, you are really not paying attention if somebody can build a two mile long pipe from your pipeline. I like the straw analogy because that I mean, they, they're trying to ban all over the straws in a restaurant. Yeah. there we go. Yeah. That's the ban straws innovative Just two really- mile straws. Um, Selling oil on the secondary market market has been highly lucrative as a business in Mexico, and some farmers take up jobs as lookouts for thieves. Then they can earn five times more than they can, you know, tending their fields in Mexico. It's also incredibly dangerous. More than 80 people recently died in a pipeline explosion north of Mexico City while they were trying to siphon off oil and gas. So Mexico's new socialist president has decided he's going to change the way things are in Too Mexico. Corrupt. Too corrupt. Mm-hmm. And he has ordered now nobody's going to steal oil from this pipeline because he's ordered it to be shut down. Oh, well that's true that no one would If there's no oil going through it, then who would steal from it? Problem solved. And he said, we can just go back to the way it was before we had the pipeline. With trucks, we'll ship everything on trucks and trains. Well, there's a couple of problems with that. Uh, One, why did you do the pipeline in the first time? Well, because it's cheaper. In fact, by shipping it via trucks... It is 14 times more expensive. <laughs> Plus, it takes weeks longer to arrive at the stations. The result? Well, there's gas, gas shortages. But it's going to be okay, everybody, because he's got it under control. Now, the gas shortages are so bad uh, across the entire country, including the biggest city of Mexico City in Guadalajara, more than 1,000 gas stations have been closed. Many still open have limited purchases of gas at five gallons per customer. The lines to get the gas in Mexico where there is gas can reach up to a mile long. People now are hoarding gasoline and reselling the gasoline on the black market. So he has taken one black market and shut it down And that black market was not creating gas lines and shortages. He shut that one down to create another black market. But his original step to fix it has now caused gas shortages. Now, there are millions of people around uh, Mexico that have no access to gas. They cannot go to work. They can't drive to see their families and they can't uh, go about their lives as they did just a few days ago. It's beginning to look a lot like Venezuela everywhere oh, you look. It's a beautiful song. Thank you. I wrote that. Just, I just wrote that now. Um, this is Venezuela's story. Venezuela, now with hyperinflation, the average monthly wage for the country that in the late 90s, I think 99 Chavez took over. It had one of the highest rates of of, uh, of living standards in the world, top five living standards in the world. Their now monthly average monthly wage is thirty two dollars a month. They're running out of food. They're running out of water. They don't have medicine. They don't have toilet paper. And here's the key: what else is happening besides the riots in the streets now? What else is happening and mass in Venezuela? Parties? No. No, okay. I just guessed. I didn't know. People pouring over the border to get out, to go somewhere where there is a standard of living that includes people who are living. So. What do you think is going to happen in Mexico as Mexico goes down this road of socialism and starts off exactly the way that Hugo Chavez did? Now you have gas shortages. Gas shortages mean you can't go to work. You can't afford anything else. You've got to go somewhere where it's not happening. There is going to be in the next three years, there is going to be a massive surge on our border. Mark my words, if Mexico goes socialist, truly socialist, and they continue down this road now is now being set by their president and they go down the road of Venezuela, we are going to have a massive immigration problem on our borders. And I mark my words, if this happens, you will hear it in your lifetime. You will have people coming over our southern border saying you stole our land and they will kill our farmers. They will kill our our ranchers. They will kill people who are on, quote, their land. It will happen. So what do we learn from this? Well, uh, we should probably be talking about things that are really important and not who's winning and who's losing on the border, but how America will lose if we don't take care of our border right now. The other thing. You know, it's like when you read about people who are so stupid and you're like, how do they miss this? Right now, I'm telling you a story about Venezuela and now Mexico going down the same road. And you have to at least have thought or at least, it, you know, it's, when I say it, you go, yeah, right. How can the people of Mexico be this stupid? They're seeing it happen in Venezuela. Yeah, well, let's not be so high and mighty. <laughs> How can we be this stupid? We're doing exactly Mm -hmm. the same thing. Yesterday, I told you a a story. Um, I told you a story about our monetary system that uh, here it is uh, that you should you should pay attention to Uh, Asia. Russia publicly have swapped reserve dollars for gold. These countries are getting out of U.S. dollars. Why are they doing it? Also, Central Europeans, Hungary and Poland are also accumulating the gold reserves. Uh, They know which way the wind is, is blowing. You have all kinds of things that are putting pressure now on our U.S. dollar. When our dollar gets to a point to where the world splits and half of the countries are in axis powers and they say, you know what? We're dumping the dollar as our exchange rate. Anything that is valued in a dollar is going to go through the floor and we're going to be swimming in dollars. When that happens, what does the world do? China, Russia, Iran, even uh, uh, Turkey, all of these countries that are against us are dumping the dollar and they're already going into gold other countries that are smart like switzerland are com- are also buying up more gold it is our weak spot we don't have gold reserves anymore or at least they're really sketchy may i suggest you protect yourself with gold please i'm telling you we are headed for a superstorm of biblical proportions. Please go to Goldline and find out if it's right for you. They're waiting for your call right now. It's 866 Goldline. 866 Goldline or goldline.com. I told you a couple of weeks ago, I got my money out of the stock market. I would highly recommend you do the same. 866 Goldline. Do your own homework. I am not an advisor. You've got to look at it yourself. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds. Station ID.
2: So, uh, I was thinking about this as you were talking about Mexico going down this passive path of socialism. And it's the same thing that happened in Venezuela where you start with the sort of you know, high aspirations this utopia can be there that's what's promised and then when you get there and the process goes on there's new problems that pop up and these problems are always blamed on someone else mm-hmm. and they come up with some little replacement way like they're putting in all the oil mm-hmm. on trucks and when mm-hmm. that happens they'll come up with say that that's too corrupt and now we need to nationalize it and it goes down this road until you get to complete collapse which you're seeing in venezuela uh socialism is essentially the fire festival these, the documentaries that oh, came out. Oh, you are so right. It's exactly the same thing. They started out. They sent all these supermodels down to an island in the Bahamas. It's amazing. And they gave you this 30-second unbelievable promo that looked like the greatest event of all time. It's all freaking supermodels. And they're riding jet skis. And, and they're eating you know, glorious uh, gourmet food. And this is going to be fantastic. So all these people get excited about it. They all jump on board. It's the thing that everyone's talking about. And in that process, behind the scenes, They're coming up with huge problems. They're trying to fix them. They're they're redirecting everything. They can't figure out a way to solve these problems. And they keep
0: pushing it down the
2: line until the people show up and it's desolate and a complete destruction.
0: Because they do what socialists do. And that is they come up with an idea that's utopian. It's great. But they haven't thought of the infrastructure. They haven't thought... How many planes can we even land on this island in a short period of time? You don't have the infrastructure to do that. How about the bathroom facilities? Yes, you can go and go to the bathroom right now, and it's fine. But if you have 40,000 people here, do we even have bathroom facilities? How about electricity? So they didn't think of any of those things. They were just promising this utopia, thinking we can pull it off. Don't worry. We'll pull it off. I'll figure it out all the way to the end to where people were still coming in. They were they were on their way and everyone had said this is going to be a disaster. And they were still telling themselves, no, we're going to be like Woodstock. That was a mess, too. But the, we're going to do it this it's time. It. It's different.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, listen to what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says when they say, how are you going to pay for all this? We'll find a way. That's the same thing that happened with the fire festival. They kept saying, "Wow, well, we'll
0: find a way." Yeah, there's these problems and this problems, but again, we'll get through this. We'll find a way. We can do it. Yeah, we're looking for people. They fired people over and over and over again because all the way along, the people were saying, "No, I'm an expert in this. It can't be done." You have to cancel this. And they fired and they said, we're looking for people who do not just bring complaints. Yeah. Figure out how to do it. And they're like, we can't figure out. You're fired. And funny, we'll, We're going to do it. Th- these documentaries have been used
2: in some ways as a critique on capitalism because all oh, well, these millennials were throwing all their money around and these guys were all greedy and they kept doing that. It's really the story of every socialist nation on earth. It starts with that utopian promise. It degrades over time and it ends in complete collapse. That is the story of every one of them, and it's the same story with the fire Festival. They ran it like a socialist country. You're right. They took out people. All the economists who said, uh, you know, the socialized uh, this and that won't work. They just ignore and find new economists who say that their plans will work, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what the fire Festival did as well. Mm-hmm. They kept bringing people, new people in. They started trying to have them to work 24 hours a day to try to get these things done. They well, look code. at the
0: people who did the five-year plan over in China. Yeah. Mao. He came up with a five-year plan. The first economist stood up and said, it's not going to work. They were executed. Then they went through it. And I don't know how many millions of people died the first year. New economists came in and said, okay, we just want to let you know, X number of million people have died this year. They were executed. Nobody said anything on year three or year four. But going into year five, said the same thing. Mao millions have died it doesn't work well this is how we should stop it and we can change it they were executed it will work it doesn't the math has to be done and i'm sorry but math is not racist (laughs) math is universal it's universal and the math must work when you say, let's just truck it in and everything will be fine, it'll stop corruption, somebody would have should have said, it's 14 times more expensive, this will cause gas shortages, and a new black market will pop up. But I guarantee somebody did say it, they weren't listened to, because this time it's different. We don't want to hear problems, we want solutions.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: Security breach occurs when somebody gains unauthorized access to an organization's protected systems and data and cyber criminals, criminals or uh, malicious applications bypass security mechanisms to reach the restricted areas that nobody should have. And security breaches can be initiated with viruses and spyware and other malware. I'm going to tell you a story after the break here about something that is happening in the UAE with us spies people who worked for the nsa quit and started working over uh, for the uae and you won't believe what they were doing 700 million people were just compromised recently everybody has been breached pretty much everybody and if you haven't yet it's only a matter of time the only people that can save you from this and get you out if there is a problem because nobody can stop all cyber threats it's lifelock use the promo code beck you're going to save 10 percent first year lifelock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK promo code beck did you catch the media meltdown special on blaze tv last night lots more
2: of this stuff coming now's the time i'd get on board blaze tv.com slash beck promo code is
0: beck project raven is the name of something that was going on that you have no idea. I'm going to tell you all about it tomorrow, but I want to give you just a quick tease of this. Um, Several of the um, intelligence analysts from the NSA left in 2014, and Laurie Stroud was one of them, and she went to work along with some other uh, co-workers uh, in the Arab world, and they started working from the united states government leaving and going to work for the uae government an, uh, an arab uh, country and she joined something called project raven and it was a clandestine team that had about a dozen former u.s operatives and 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 spies if you will working for the nsa and they went to the uae to engage in surveillance of other governments militants and human rights activists critical of the monarchy. Now, I don't know about you, but as an American citizen, I immediately think I might be on the wrong side here if I am am going against people who are against the monarchy and are human rights advocates. But they went along with it anyway, so they were working out of this mansion uh, known as the villa uh, out of Abu Dhabi, And they had um, everything they needed, everything they needed in, you know, for the NSA, the UAE got for them and they were in this villa and they were um, for three years hacking in and uh, and following people and tagging people that were a danger to the monarchy. And, you know, gee, what happened to them? I don't know. Let's not think about it too much they crossed a line at some point when the uae came to them and said hey we need you to start spying on some americans for us and that's when they realized at least laurie did she said uh i believe i'm officially a bad kind of spy (laughs) now i don't know why it was spying on americans that you know made the choice but this is this is going on i'll give you the end of the story tomorrow but i also want to tell you that this is what's happening with google and china they are officially as a company going over and they are helping round up people who might be Catholic, but they're too Catholic. They're not a communist Catholic. They might be Muslim. They might just be a free market person, might be a mom or dad, but Google will help find them. What's the difference between these guys from the NSA and the people in Google? And will Google stop when they say, hey, we need to monitor some of these people? Fringe people in America that, you know, are just going on and on about the Constitution will Google label you an extremist and will they be fine monitoring you or will they be like Laurie and suddenly say "Hmm, no. Last night, we only touched on this just a little bit on this coming collusion between the old media, the new media on the left and tech with government. But it's coming and I'm afraid our voices are going to be snuffed out if we don't all come together. And last night, we came together, you know, all of the talent that we could uh, fly in and, you know, didn't have other shows and commitments. We flew them in last night. There was, what, 20 of us here last night? Eric Bowling uh, hosted it. I was, uh, I was you know, uh, there the whole time. Uh, and it was, it was interesting to watch, especially when Bill O'Reilly... Uh, came on. Yeah, uh,
2: we have a clip of that, actually. Oh, you uh,
0: Yeah, this is from last night's special,
2: Media Meltdown on Blaze TV. Listen.
3: It's important that people who watch this program and go to BillOReilly.com and listen to Beck on the radio and go to the Blaze, that they know it's no longer about media bias. All right? Mm-hmm. It's about money because the big corporations, Disney, Comcast, controls NBC, CBS, they want to make money. All right? And they know they can target a liberal crew that hates Trump for a consistent audience, and that's what they're doing.
0: So, Bill, can I? They're ask- not
3: seeking the truth. Can I? So that's ask- number one, <laughs> and number two, the New York Times and the Washington Post—the only two newspapers of note left in America—have banded together and said, "We want progressive socialism. We want, and we're going to validate it." So, the combination is way beyond any bias that Bernie Goldberg wrote about way back when, or that we experienced, all three of us, in our television careers, yes. it's way beyond that now, and people need to know it. He
0: was he was very clarifying last night about the media and how we've got to stop talking about media bias because we sound like idiots talking about media bias. It. This is now all about money, all about money, and they just don't care, and they will... They will steamroll anyone because they know if they fall into bed with the right people, they'll be able to control the system, milk the system, and eventually be the system.
2: And the bias is still there. Yeah. It's, just, it's now just an ingredient instead of its motivating factor, yes. Yes. which is different. Yes. Also had uh, Ali and Lauren on last night, um, which is, it was uh, you know, you had, I mean, this is one of the things I think I really like about the Blaze TV overall is that you kind of have you have young and old. You have, you know, kind of uh, libertarian to conservative. You have that whole spectrum and all a bunch of different viewpoints. Uh, both Allie and Lauren are millennials uh, who were talking about conservative things, which is, I know, shocking to hear in the media. You don't you don't hear much of it on any of the main networks, including Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were talking about uh, the media landscape and what it looks like today.
3: What is the process for a young person, conservative or, or liberal, doesn't matter, to make an impact in media? or
0: old person?
1: Well, I so I kept my day job until I came and I worked at The Blaze, but in my off time, I just started to uh, write blog posts at the conservativemillennialblog.com and I would do videos on my phone that I would maybe edit on my computer if I could figure that out and then I would post them. I did that for a long time, not getting any views or any followers whatsoever, but after a while, people just started paying attention. It really is amazing the kind of audience that you can build. I already don't know if that might be shifting a little bit. I feel like we kind of came in in a little bit of a sweet spot, mm-hmm. um, but it is totally possible to use the equipment that you have as long as you are listenable. You are saying something that people yeah, want but, but and but need how to do hear. You
3: monetize that, Lauren.
2: Well, I mean. To monetize it and to make it out a career, you do need to not only have a message. you also I think having some good business sense help but helps but I think for a lot of people it 's not necessarily having to make this into a career it 's about wanting to be heard because i 've been on so many smaller channels or part time podcasters or whatever, which is you know how we both started off who they don 't necessarily want to make a lot of money doing this or make a name for themselves. they just want to get their message out yeah. there
0: that is um, It was an interesting conversation because we talked about what. The truth is about the media, the corporations, the new media tech companies. Uh, uh, then we talked about how millennials uh, are so important and how different they are and how they reach a completely different audience. And then on top of it, uh, we talked a little bit about the audience and what we need to do to help the audience. And it starts by listening to you and how you can train yourself, and it's going to lead to another special that uh, I'm producing. Uh, probably, maybe I don't even want to say when, but it's it's coming, and it's going to be really in depth on the on the media and our responsibility as citizens. Got a lot of feedback on it. Um, Elliot wrote, "Glenn, uh, great show tonight. Really refreshing." Uh, somebody else, the best TV I've ever watched or watch can we have a fair election without voter fraud (laughs) no um let's see joni excellent show today served as a uh, a remedy for the anxiety this insane culture is causing having bill o'reilly's input was massively reassuring please keep up the great programming because good media has all but disappeared thanks blaze tv live uh media meltdown was awesome I know that live news is much more expensive, but I truly enjoyed this, and I hope another live special will come soon. Do we have a—are doing State of the Union coverage now? Yes, next week. We are, on the 5th. Okay. And it's going to be another team thing where uh, Eric is going to be hosting this one. He's our lead political guy in in, uh, Washington, D.C. He's going to be leading it, but we're doing it uh, down here as well. I'll be leading the discussion down here and— uh, I think everybody's going to be involved in that and you can subscribe or just join for free. I think there's a month free thing going on right now. Strive try for a month for free. Uh, you can go to blaze.com. Uh, I'm sorry. You have to go to blaze tv.com slash back. Use the promo code back. You'll save uh, 10% on that. Uh, this is the best value in conservative TV. Why isn't everyone subscribed um is there another one from john said is there any place where you can get this much american right talent conservative talent uh no there's not never has been i don't think no i don't think
2: so either i think there's that's ever happened before yeah and you know again that's the great thing about it it's both a lot of people subscribe to both services you know crtv back in the day and, and and the blaze now you get all of that for the same price as one of them yeah
0: and um we'll be adding more talent as we we go Uh, and uh, it'll be talent from all across the spectrum, and uh, we're excited about the things we're working on. Please join us. Our State of the Union special is going to happen next Tuesday night, and it will be live again, Blaze TV Live. Uh, So join us for that, Uh, and that happens next week. Again, blazetv.com slash Beck, promo code Beck. If you're in constant pain, you are not alone. Um, I've I've been in pain for a long time. Just about everybody you know is in some sort of pain. Over 50 million people miss work due to pain. The average American spends about $2,000 a year to combat their pain. The average American, 66% of us, expect to live the rest of our life in pain. That's no way to live. It's no way to live. Now, get rid of all of your pain? Maybe lessen your pain i'll take that i've had something that i've taken now it's called relief factor and i've taken it for the last year and i recommend you take it for three weeks and if it doesn't work stop taking it but if it does work 70 percent of the people who try it go on to order more month after month after month i've taken it for a year and it has greatly diminished my pain
2: you only get that three weeks for less than 20 dollars.
0: yeah so you're out 20 bucks if it doesn't work boy but you get your life back if it does It's a natural, drug-free way to ease your pain. Get your life back. Get to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Or call 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: I love this. Police have asked criminals not to commit crimes because it's too cold. Also, Russia proposes easing laws on corruption, saying sometimes corruption is just unavoidable. We'll give you those stories tomorrow. Uh, But let's uh, let's uh, take the show here for a couple of minutes into the crazy zone of uh, socialism here in America. Uh, Let's go to uh, uh, Kamala Harris, who is is crystal clear on uh, her healthcare stance. Well, she was on Monday, and then she kind of reversed herself, and I want to really kind of examine that here for a second. Here she is. I believe it will totally eliminate private insurance. Um, so for people out there who like their
2: insurance, well, they don't get to keep it?
6: Well, listen, the idea is that everyone gets access to medical care mm. and you don't have to go through the process of going through an insurance company, having them give you approval, going through the paperwork, all of the delay that may require. Who of us has, has not had that situation where you got to wait for approval and the doctor says, well, I don't know if your, your insurance company is going to cover this. Mm. Let's eliminate all of that. Let's move on. Yeah,
0: yeah let's move on. Ah, yeah. Remember, remember, Glenn Beck is a conspiracy theorist because he said it's right there. It's not a Trojan horse. It's just right there. This is a a, a step to single payer
2: health care. As was admitted by the Tides Foundation oh. when Obamacare was introduced. Yeah, that's
0: right. That wasn't me saying that. That was hmm. them mm-hmm. saying that, the architects of Obamacare, saying this is just the step in between. This we know this won't work, and so we'll have to force everybody out of their private health care. Now Remember, this all started with the promise that it's going to be cheaper. Just doing Obamacare is going to be cheaper, going to save everybody $2,000. It didn't. It's cost everybody an arm and a leg. And is your service getting better? Is anything getting better? No, No, it's getting worse. Mm -hmm. That's why everybody's panicked. So what are they going to do? They're now going to say, single-payer system, that's the way we need to go. And this is kind of a new step
2: as far as Democrats go, because they've been saying Medicare for all – And the implication there is that if you don't have health insurance, if you're unhappy with your health insurance, you can opt into a a publicly available Medicare option Mm -hmm. without being the age of Mm -hmm. of Medicare. So you Mm -hmm. can get into it if you want to get into it. Now, notice the slight multi-trillion dollar shift here, which is now everybody is under Medicare. It's legitimately Medicare forced on all for everyone in the country. This is something that would cost trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, and you would lose access to your health care. You'd have to go through the government to get it.
0: Now, that's what she said. But then some Democrats said, hey, 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 that's a little crazy. We don't know if we want to say that. And so she has revised this. And what she has revised to is, oh, well, no, I mean, maybe I'm willing to talk about it. And I mean, maybe we can negotiate so some people can keep their health care. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. So maybe some people. So you're willing to go to almost all socialist to socialist. Wow, They're that's a wide range of uh, <laughs> negotiation there. I'll, I'm willing to negotiate with the Trojan horse. <laughs> uh, or I'm just willing to just go all socialist. I mean, Lenin and
2: Stalin would have had an interesting negotiation, I'm sure, over many yeah, topics. Right. Uh, and I'm sure that would have been fascinating. Although I guess she's giving us a little bit more than Maxine Waters is giving us. She's got a theory on the Trump administration, which is fascinating. Uh, And she has a lot behind it, a lot of evidence. Listen.
0: I believe, and I don't have the proof, but I believe that Manafort uh, was sent to the campaign uh, to be there to ensure that they get Trump elected in every way that they possibly could. Mm, And this is in exchange for him lifting the sanctions. I believe...
2: Hmm. So she's so
0: she's Manifor got was a Russian spy. Spy. Spy plant. sent by Putin mm-hmm. to ensure which again her evidence is none. Uh I, well, she, that's only you're only going by her word that she has no proof of it. Right. Other than right. that, who knows how much right. she has? She doesn't even have an anonymous source. No. We've gone from anonymous sources <laughs> Two, I have zero evidence. I just want to say, Paul Manafort, he's a Russian spy. But you were making a lot of wild claims, Glenn. I wanted people to remember that. Well, I was a conspiracy theorist because I did say Van Jones uh, in the Obama administration did claim to be a communist. I just wanted to know if he was still a communist and did they know his communist past. But I I was ridiculed for asking those kinds of questions with the breadcrumb that leads you to that statement. Maxine's got none of it. She just wants you to know Paul Manafort's a Russian spy.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.